football podcast. It's pure genius. Here's the main motherfucker here. Yo. What's going on, fellas? What up, what up? We're going? back. Two-month hiatus is over. <laughs> back to our regular, regularly scheduled program. Today we've got Matt. What's going on, man? Hey, How are you? What's up? Good we've to got back. Jordan Blair. Jordan, what's going on? It's cracking. And we've got Miguel. What's your actual last name? Is it Sufana or is it Polly? Sufana. Sufana. I okay. changed it like two, no, three years ago, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, we've got Miguel, Jordan, Matt, and myself. I'm a Boone, aka Mr. LBF. And the Live Breathe Football Podcast is back. What's going on, y'all? What's popping? Not much. You know the usual shit. Working hard, trying to make a dollar out here. I think everybody's trying to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Especially you, man. You just finished your last year at uh, Villanova, your last final season. Yes, sir. How was that? Uh, team didn't do so well this season, but, you know, um, at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual. Um, my performance could have been better, but uh, moving on to better things. When you say your performance could have been better, elaborate on that. Uh, I think I battled through a few injuries this year. I didn't play in, like, four or five games. Right. So, like, my fitness wasn't always at its peak. Uh-huh. So, um Fitness obviously plays a big role in soccer. For sure. Running up and down that field. But um, I think the fitness played a huge role, and I think my touches could have been better and everything else for me to be able to help the team like I did last year. Yeah, man. Um, Actually, so I feel lucky because I saw the only goal of the season that you scored. I came to watch you guys. Matt and I actually came to watch you guys at uh, play UPenn. Good luck, (laughs) Charles. Should have come to more games then. I swear. So I think for this podcast, we just kind of want to chop it up and just talk about soccer, right? You guys obviously played, both of you played at a really high level. Jordan, you played a little bit of professional in Portugal, or you still do? Yeah, I was over there in Portugal for the last year and a half. Okay. I was playing over there. Um, and, you know, I'm looking to continue playing. But right now, just in a little bit of free agency. Okay. Just got to keep it moving, you know, find the way forward. Yeah, man. Can't give up, can't stop. How old are you? 23. 23. 20. You were 21, 22. Right? Oh, you're 22 now. Yeah. He a yeah, baby. You, you guys are still young bucks. You guys got time, <laughs> man. Still young, but old for soccer. That's true, but. A little bit. I mean, in American soccer, you guys are still young because, like, yeah. most dudes aren't even getting their first exactly. looks till like, 22, 23. But you got anyway. dudes overseas like Mbappe is 19. <laughs> Mbappe is just something different, yo. Yeah, man. He's next level. So, yeah. Um. So, okay. So, Jordan. What's up? What's up? <laughs> you can tell I'm a little rusty. I haven't podcasted in two months, so I got to dust off the the cobwebs. But um, so you flew up here from Florida. Yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear the real answer. Because look, football is timeless. LBF. Is oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we, did not, we did not pay him to do that. <laughs> no, I mean we don't want the corny answers. Nah, listen. Uh, honestly and genuinely what it was is uh you know miguel just hit me up and he uh he just said yo would you be interested in in shooting for lbf say yeah so when is it when is the shoot he said this week <laughs> i was like man <laughs> i don't know how i'm gonna get up there this week but i just looked i just looked for a, a flight and genuinely i love creating 
mm-hmm. I a year ago he told me about you and what you're trying to do and basically what sounded to me like a movement um with no idea of how successful you were i didn't really understand the magnitude of what lbf was and how it's how far it's come until Mm -hmm. i was up here but i just said i understand that somebody up there is trying to create something and do something awesome and i appreciate it and i want to be able to help or be a part however i can for sure so i just said they're at you know you basically got invited or asked i was down let's check it out let's see what's up how can i help that's it yeah man definitely appreciate you coming up for this because i remember i hit miguel up because we we have a little bit of a history with trying to get miguel in photo shoots right so (laughs) shout out to you you want to tell him the story (laughs) shout out to the ncaa i heard i heard heard a couple of things you know i heard yeah, so we have we have a couple of pictures of Miguel hanging up in here from last summer. It's almost like a like an obituary in a sense because like <laughs> we had we had this whole shoot set up, whatever. We had like multiple locations and like I was like, all right, we're gonna have Miguel in there. Like Miguel's like he's got the LBF look, like this shit's gonna be perfect. Yeah. And then like literally a couple of days after we put the pictures up, he's like, Ah bro, they gotta come down. <laughs> I was like, For what? Yeah. They literally dug to like the depths dug of our website everything. to get e- coach to the was going through page. it. Is yeah. that right? Yo, I was like <laughs> that man, got shut down everything. quick. Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Twitter. Shout out to the Twitter for getting finally getting verified. Oh yeah, we got verified on Twitter this morning. Yo, yo, That's big, big, ups, ups. big ups for that. Big ups for that. <clears throat> yeah, man. So you guys gotta call my secretary now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm not picking up phone calls. <laughs> who's, the, who's the secretary? No, shit, I don't have one yet. I got it. All right. So, <laughs> so we're still calling a boon. We should we should make a like a um like a T-shirt just says like LBF is verified on Twitter or some shit like that. Facts. It's like a limited edition joint. Well, I rock it. So, <laughs> of course, <laughs> put what, the date is, I, I've always wondered this, like Twitter verification is just the blue check. Like it literally does it add anything to the account. Like it's not like Instagram where you can, you know, where you have more you functionality, get, like, separate notifications for verified accounts. No, nah, I feel like there's like that subtle thing with people when they see a verified account that like has that extra oh, bit of panache. Exactly. Like I searched it and I was like, <clears throat> oh, shit, like that blue check is there. Like since this morning, like, you know, Phil Shane, the dude that does with Ray Hudson, he followed I, I, us I today. Like, I was like, oh, okay. He was probably, like, he was probably checking. He's like, I didn't have a, they're not verified. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to follow these bums. <laughs> and then now you saw that blue check. He's like, all right, they're official. I'll, I'll hit that follow button. Leveled up. Leveled up for sure. Thank you, sir. Now we just wait for Instagram to, uh, act proper so we can hey. get that swipe up feature let's get it popping in <laughs> so miguel what's what's your plans for the future man you're 22 years old you just got done your last season what's next future plans um hopefully you get invited to this mls combine sure that's in january where's that at this year i'm not sure where it's at last year was in california okay um i'm they're usually nah. on the West Coast, I feel like, a lot of times. I feel like there it'll be somewhere warmer, maybe yeah. West Coast, maybe Florida. A couple years ago it was in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm thinking somewhere hot. I'm surprised they've never done it in Texas, or maybe they have. I just don't know. But, yeah, um, hopefully get invited to the Combine. And okay. um, if not, then hopefully get invited to, like, a team's preseason, something like that, fall back on the USL or overseas. Um, get the soccer career jumping, man. It's been my dream since – since right. I was born, so <clears throat> that's that's the goal. So so we're we're thinking about doing a series um, for like our website for the LBF time, which is our blog, uh, and I guess the podcast can be part of that too. But the idea is going to be called like how to make it in America, right? In American soccer. Yeah. You guys remember that show on HBO a couple of years back of these yeah. two dudes like hustling shirts and trying to basically make it like you know at this company, and I thought to myself, and I was Matt and I were talking about it is. 
Like we're we're in American soccer, but from a different perspective. Right? We're not players. We're not playing the way you guys are. Right. We don't have the same perspective you guys are. So I want kind of you both of you to shed a light on like how does one make it in American soccer from your perspective, right? Because you've been playing, you've been in that sort of youth system since you were young, right? So you've right. played. I think you did ODP, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you've done definitely. ODP. You played on youth national team. Right. Like you've played college. You've played developmental leagues. Like what's give me a little bit of a snapshot, both of you guys, of what it's like to be a player in that system trying to find your way to the top. Miguel, Miguel, you go first. Oh, you want me to start? You go first. <laughs> uh, man, it's definitely tough because the system's changed over time. So, like, back in the day, ODP was the, the huge thing that everybody would go through. And um, <clears throat> so I went through ODP, uh, made the national team, obviously, from ODP. And that opened a lot of doors um, for later in the career, but I mean, it, it's tough in America, but there's there's America's starting to get better by like MLS teams like paying for kids to come and play. I think that's huge because it was always pay to play, and I think that's right. held a lot of kids back in America. <clears throat> but it's definitely it's definitely changing, and I think we're progressing, even though it's a slow progression. And we're we're still progressing, which is always good, always positive. Yeah. Um. So if I'm if I take a question like what you uh brought up right for me you can give a short answer or you can give like an analysis but for me i i always look at the details i'm more profound into things and i feel like there's a lot as far as my personal experience a lot of the things that miguel said um i relate to and i agree with completely for example there's like a shift it's been a little bit of a shift in the culture of soccer in this country as it relates directly to youth soccer however some things they just need overhaul in my opinion but like miguel said when i was coming up odp uh, making the odp team for your state then making the regional team and hopefully getting a look at the national team that was like the pinnacle that was the way to get to become a professional to all those types of things right I do feel like at that point in time, a big thing that held back a bunch of kids who could have had a chance to make it, apart from the whole pay-to-play thing, because that's there. That's very real, and I don't want to act like it's not. But I think one thing that really held a lot of people back was the knowledge of how do you get there, whether it's being a professional in this country or just playing four years in the NCAA I think knowing how to get there, what to do in the recruiting process, that those types of things. Right. I think that is something that doesn't get spoken about enough that held a lot of kids back. Now, I feel like there's a lot more light being shed on it and people are more knowledgeable. Right. However, things like the paying to play and there's, you know, obviously political things that have to, and those are very real. And I feel like they kind of get written off too much. But honestly, soccer here, overseas, wherever you go, it's an unpredictable thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. One day you could have nothing, and the next day your life can change. Without an intrinsic motivation to always try and push forward, no matter how good you are today, without that, an individual will never be able to achieve anything greater than he has or she has any point in time that has to come first because Mm -hmm. you can't control everything you might work so hard to get something or get something and you'll never get to where you think you deserve to be but 
something has to come first before anyone else can help you. Something has to come first. And I think that, you know, the game owes us nothing. Right. And I think people can't sleep on that. You can't sleep on that. To step on that point there, <laughs> you got to be. You gotta be mental. I mean, as an athlete in general, you gotta be mentally tough. Right. Cause you know you have those times where you like, oh, I want to quit. Right. You know right. how many times sure. I've told myself like, maybe I should just give up. Like maybe it's just not for me. Like we even have an inside joke. Like we played on the Chicago Fire together for a little bit, and like I used to bring like downgraded cleats to practice. Like ah, you know what it means when I downgrade cleats. And it was like an inside joke for if I saw Miguel <coughs> in a Generation Five pair of vapes. And the next week he showed up in a generation four. I didn't even want to practice because <laughs> I knew it's, it's my last practice with Miguel. Miguel's yeah. done after it's today. Like it's over with. But, you know, you, you find your groove back again. I mean, it's all I think sports is all about confidence. For sure. If you don't have that confidence. Then, man, if you can't find it in yourself, because a lot of coaches, they won't give you that confidence. They'll shut you down. They won't play you. Like you said, a lot of stuff isn't in your control. So you got to focus on things you can control and just try to stay positive with everything. So to that point, and I think that's a very important thing to bring up, right? Sort of being able to control what you can control and like the mental toughness. Because I think that applies to just every arena in life, whether that's business, sports, whether that's you're a teacher. It doesn't matter what it is. Like you need that sort of mental capacity to be able to get you through tough times. But for soccer in America specifically, from my perspective as an outsider, as just a fan of the game and just right. starting to learn kind of what you guys go through, right. it seems to me that even that mental toughness, not necessarily that it's not enough, but the system is so flawed that like a lot of talent falls through the cracks. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Can you guys talk <coughs> to that? Because from the little bit of soccer that I've played at a – decent level right. i've seen players that from my perspective were really talented i'm like okay this person deserves a shot right. and no one around who's in that position is even giving them a shot or giving them a look and then you end up having people that you go well i don't even know if he's at that level yeah they mm-hmm. get the shot so it seems like there's an imbalance between like it's it seems to me like talent's not really the defining factor like what is that thing that lets certain players make it and then others who deserve to make it not make it like what have you guys seen from well it's not Talent is not, and like you said, it's not just with soccer. It's not just with sports. There's a plethora of different arenas that we could pick, and it applies the same ways. As far as soccer, how I would describe it from my own words, it's just like I had said before. It's an unpredictable world. And you also have to make sure that as you analyze a situation for an individual, you have to realize there's a timeline in the background. It's a timeline of what the world of soccer is going to offer you by the time from when you're 15 to 16 to 17. And then before you know it, you're 23, 24, right? There's a timeline. And on that timeline, there's a lot of different factors that are dynamic. So one of them is the culture. How is the game changing in the country, right? Also, how are you? adapting to the changes that are going on so if you have an individual and as we as you mentioned before falling through the cracks if you have an individual who's going and going and going and he probably does deserve a shot somewhere so many soccer teams so many le- he deserves a shot somewhere probably but he can't get a break you know as that timeline is progressing things are changing is he willing to adapt is she willing to adapt? Is she willing to say, I got to look at myself sometimes and say, 
maybe this isn't I, I could be really 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 good but this is what the game is looking for am i willing to rise to that am i willing to step up to that plate am i willing to change myself in order for what the demands of the game in this country are because if you're in this country and you know you want to play soccer in this country you got to be able to play soccer in this country it's not like well in france they're doing it then go to france and play if that's where you if that's where you're looking at because I'm, I'm i'm the athlete i'm in that perspective you know but i'm talking to people on my side of the equation saying we have to check ourselves constantly we have to look at ourselves and say maybe we won't get the shot that we're looking for maybe we can't but we have to make sure we come correct to the demands of the game first and foremost and then after that you get into can we control it no okay we can't put too much energy into those types of things that we can't control we always have to be pushing and that circles right back into the mental toughness that miguel is talking about in my opinion it's a everyday thing it's a lifestyle it's not something you can just wake up one day and say i'm feeling it the next day uh, comes with so many challenges i think like like in everything you gotta know people and i think that's tough like if you don't know people then like obviously like you may not be yeah you may not be seeing it's all about networking but like some people's network is like oh my grandfather's the coach of this team so i know like this is how i got hooked up or like uh my dad talked to this guy and this guy got me overseas or my dad went to go work in germany so i went and tried out for a club and i think like that plays a big role into like players making it and also what he was talking about um like how many you how many players in the United States did you say like, oh man that that player is so technical. It's always like, well he worked. He's a he's a hard he's worker. A hard like. worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he runs off the ball. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> but look how hard he's working. It's not right. ever like oh he just sauced up this guy, you know. But right. um, yeah, and I feel like the technical players tend to fall through the cracks because like yeah. like he was saying they're not looking for this brand of soccer here. He's told me that so many times. Like I'd be like, yo man, like. I want to play this way, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, why don't you go overseas? But it's hard. Like, if you, it's so many restrictions on American players overseas because we get that that stigma it's of stigma, American right? players are right. are or just tough and big and, you know, like, but when a different player, American player comes and you see guys like Pulisic, he, yeah. he broke through, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's always happy to see things like that. And granted, <clears throat> if I may, granted, a player like Christian, his situation just like anybody's it's not gonna you know he has a a template he has a way a path right and his path there's a million kids who want to play professionally who want who look up to christian and say wow it'd be awesome to play for you know but you can't look at his success and make his success match your path right because his journey was his journey it's going to be unique to him there might be things you can draw upon there might be similarities but people who get hung up on, well, this is how he did it and this is how he made it. He had a completely different situation or bring up C than you did. I like that word. Bring, bring up C. That, yeah. That's a new <laughs> word. <in> that. <laughs> Throw that nerve in dictionary. Might as well. No, but seriously, I mean, <clears throat> I think Miguel and I, we, we've known each other for years. We have talked about so many things. And I know that when I look at him and when I hear what he has to say, he has my best interest. Right. And I I would hope that he knows that everything that I say, it's the same thing. We have a 
a lot of experiences with one another, but he has a lot of experiences, and I mean directly from this world, apart from me, that I've been able to grow from and learn from. So when I go to another part of the world and I have an experience there and I can share things with him, it's like, like you see what I'm saying now? You see what I've been saying when we were 13 and 14 years old? Like, well, he was talking about the technical players falling through the cracks here. This guy's a technical guy. Yeah, yeah. He loves the ball at his feet and he wants to do that. Now, in this country, for whatever reason, you know, I mean, this guy's growing up and he's feeling like, man, we don't, you know, they don't, they don't like us here. Or they don't, they want just people who are going to run here, run there. You got to go to where your talent is appreciated too, right? Right. Wouldn't you agree, Miguel? Like, I mean, I've had sh- coaches straight up tell me like, like coaches know like you have the technical, but like they want to see like work hard. But it, it's different over here because like when you're on a team full of technical players, you have the ball most of the time, right? So you don't have to. It's not you don't have to as much. Right, the ball does the work. Exactly, but like personally, I've had a hard time like understanding like yeah, but like I got to play the other side of the ball because I'm I don't have those technical players around me all the time. So it it's a little different. America's different when it comes to soccer, but it's it's definitely uh changing. I mean, I, like I remember when I I think it was the Penn game for sure. No, it was the Xavier game, we, the first one we came to. And I remember there was a few times where you had to drop deep to collect the ball, right? You're so right. good with the ball at your feet, but then once you had the ball, you're trapped in your own third of the field and you don't have the you didn't have the players around you that can like sort of you guys can make two or three passes and then now you've broken through the right. defense and then now you're creating an attack because you had to drop all the way back to collect the ball as opposed to you getting the ball in the final third where you have one or two people to beat and then now you're through exactly right and i noticed that a few times when i was like this is in a sense like you said you're trapped in this system where like all right i need the ball at my feet the way we play doesn't isn't conducive to me getting the ball at my feet so i have to go get the ball but when i do get the ball i'm out of the position that i'd like to to play the ball in and that's tough you know man but at that point what is it for you (laughs) what is it because in my opinion, at that point, it's a matter of are you willing to adapt? You want to get to a certain level. You would like to play, hypothetically, you want to get to Spain or you want to get to England, right? But you're in a situation right now. So it's a matter of how do I get out of this situation into the situation that I, in regards to what you can control, right? Not... You got to know somebody all day. Not getting into that, but, like, if you're on a team, you watch – if you go on the – if you go watch a Barcelona play or a Madrid play or a Bayern play, and you're idolizing these people and how they play, but you, when you, it's time for you to put on your boots, <laughs> let's be honest, you're we're playing NCAA soccer in this country, you know? Like – they want us to run five miles in preseason and tell us whether or not we can play because we can run five two, miles. In two miles in 12 minutes. So, right? <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is you have to understand the situation that you're in and what that's calling for. And you can't. It's just a, tr- it's just a plain truth of the matter. You can't say, well, this is how Barca plays. So because I'm a technical player and I try to model myself after Lionel Messi, I can step on the field with, my partner's at Villanova, and we should be able to not. That's just not how it is. That's not the reality of your situation. True, but. Okay, there's a but. I think 
you shouldn't stop striving you shouldn't. to achieve the nah, best never. level. Absolutely not. I'm just st- because everyone else is, you know what I mean? I'm steady cooking. I'm steady So you can't be like, oh, because these niggas are like fucking like painting with, drawing with crayons. I'm not going to go out there and get the oil painting and do a try to emulate Picasso. Nah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, forgive me. You can't be stuck with crayons. seem like that's what I'm saying. I don't. What I'm saying is, like I said, you're in a situation and you want better for yourself. What does it take? Because it, listen, it, it's a, You've heard how many times have the coaches told you we want more, we want this, we want that? Because we know how you are. Miguel's gonna go and the coach is gonna say, "You're technical, but this is what we want." And Miguel's gonna walk out, and all he's gonna hear is, "He said I'm technical." <laughs> all I heard, <laughs> right? All right? I hear is, exactly. I so, could chop a nigga with two scissors. So, and okay. beat him out. So, so what I'm saying <laughs> is, this. what I'm saying is, this. if you're not willing to do what you need to do in your situation. It's probably not gonna get any better for you. Nah, exactly, and that's why I've had to adapt. And uh, I mean, when you may want to make it that bad, then you kind of do whatever at that point. And that's the that's the point I've gotten to. I'm not saying that you should. I'm not saying that you have to forget who you are as a player because nah, that's never, how you never. got to where you are, right? Exactly. But the the fact of the, it's just the reality because we're talking about soccer in America. Right. Soccer in America is the NCAA. That's the system here. How do kids? When I went overseas, they asked me, where did I play before I, I went to where I was? And before I could answer, I kind of had to, like, I was about to say my answer, and then I did, like, a mental double take, and I'm like, but wait, no, I can't say that. I can't say nobody's the university. Gonna, nobody's going nobody's gonna to know <laughs> right. where I came from, you know, because it's already, it's hard enough. You want to go over there, and you want them to take you seriously. You say, oh, I went to, you know, fill in the blank, NCAA school. They're going to be like, Oh, he's not cold. Exactly. <laughs> he's not hot. He's not good. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So uh, the thi- what I'm saying is it's it's a different system. We we grew up watching people our idols come from overseas. We're in a country where it's a different system than everything that we're trying to get to. So it's it's not easy to look at somebody who's over there and say this is the way they did it and then wake up and your reality is I got right. practice. We got to go run and for 45 minutes and maybe like for five minutes, we'll get to knock the ball around. Right. As opposed to we're watching players on TV where they warm up and they play. Right. 5v5s, 7v7s, 11s. You know, it's just a different system that we're going through. Right. So we have to realize that this is the reality of what we're in. And there's things that we have to do, whether we like it or not, within this system that's the only way to like survive i'm sure you've had to do like a lot of things that you may not have wanted to do as far as lbf as far as in the system of design maybe no well i guess not oh this man's this (laughs) man's enjoying the process well so i'm real (laughs) well no it's it's not even necessarily that right i think there's a lot of similarities between where you guys are being an athlete and sort of what sort of i guess being an entrepreneur is right in a sense because you are okay so being an entrepreneur is your it's a, it's a very mental you know experience absolutely um also very singular and lonely experience right, right so and you know i was gonna one of my next questions for you guys is gonna be like when you guys are down when you hit those low points like what do you guys do to get yourselves 
back up, right? Mm-hmm. Because Upgrade I know for cleats. <laughs> <laughs> because because for me, like whenever I have those moments, right? Because everyone sees, oh, you guys are doing so great. Everyone sees like all the awesome stuff El- like we that we project out there into the world, but no one right. sees the challenges, the day to day. The shit that you have to go through. Like, we've been doing this for six years. Right. You know what I mean? And Shout like, out LBO. We've had plenty of times where, like, this shit should not have been where it's at now. Right. right. Just, or most people would give up and no one would be like, why did you give up? It would be like, bro, I understand. Like, this shit is really tough. Exactly. Right? But for me, in that sense, is like, I have to dig deep. Um, and sometimes it's just, you, you just kind of let yourself go through, like, the fire. So, because you just know, like, all right, I'm going to just get to another day that's a little oh, bit yeah. better. Right. And, the next day after that would be a little bit better. So it's sort of a game of inches and mm-hmm. not necessarily like, okay, this shit sucks today. It'll suck a little bit less tomorrow. It'll still suck, but it'll suck but a little bit less yeah, exactly. less tomorrow. So in that sense, right, it's a little bit different. Right. Um, and you say when you ask, like, have I had to do things that, like, I didn't want to do? Um, not necessarily because a lot of because t- being that we're an entrepreneur, um, you know, it's a startup and we're pretty much making what we want to make exactly, in terms of products. Exactly. We're telling us the exact stories that we want to tell. Yeah. Now, I'm getting to a point where I have, we have investors who we are responsible to, um, even though they do give us complete, like, control, they they let us do whatever we want to do. Autonomy. Uh, Right. Yeah. Then you have, but then you have customers, right? But then you also have the marketplace, right? So there's what's trendy in the world, what people are wearing, what people are responding to. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that change over the last six years, Right. So certain products may not hit the way you want them to. Uh-huh. And you have to respond to that. So in a sense, you might feel like, or I might feel sometimes where I have to make something that's going to sell because, like, that's just what it's going to take to keep the lights on, for example, right? So in that sense, like, I'm not 100% control because things beyond <coughs> my control, like trends, the marketplace, and what people want, dictate how we operate. Right. You know what I mean? So with that, with that said, it's like, yes, there is that element of it. But ultimately, like, we try to control the story that we're telling. And I've accepted the fact that, like, at some point, you know, that's going to, we're going to break through. You know know what I mean? It might take a little bit longer because we're trying to tell a very singular story. You got to be different to break through. And that story, it takes a long time for that story to really, like, take in people's minds. You know what I mean? Like, like, think about how big Apple is. Think about how big Nike is. And you still see billboards every day from these companies because they just know, like, we have their attention now. We have to keep it because if we don't, somebody else is is knocking on our door to take that away from us. Somebody else is coming in this LBS. Right. Right. But then it's like, even for us, it's like we have to be on top of our game all the time. And we slip up, right, from time to time. You do things that don't necessarily connect with people, but then you just, like, get back up and and, and keep keep going. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really a mind fuck. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you can never really tell how something is going to do, right? You, as a creator, right? You talk about being a creator. It's like right. you make something because you're inspired. Yeah. You think this is, I like make, I want to make this. Yeah. And then when you add the commercial aspect to it, it's like I've made something. Now right. I need to sell it. People need to respond to it by buying it. That's a whole different ball game. And at that point, it gets, you know. A question for you. It's challenging. A question for you. Would you say, based on what you just said, underneath that somewhere, whether it's completely or just as it relates to certain aspects, because I know you said there's this part, then there's a commercial part. Would you say, as the creator, as the entrepreneur, as the person who is telling the story that we want to tell, is there any aspect that is grounded in the idea that 
you're doing it for others. Maybe you're doing it for the people who you're creating it for. Not to say like, oh, here, I made you a shirt. But right. look at look at the mirror on your wall. Look at the, the, the camouflage uh, designs that you have on mugs and stickers. And, you know, that's those are, you know, there's soccer players in there. There's like you're telling a story. You you have created something that can potentially touch people or right. can potentially move people in some way, shape, or form. That's what I see when I see something that's created. But from the creator, are you doing it to say, oh, let me just make some money real quick? Or are you doing it saying, I want to create something and I want to put this out there into the world? Because now you're a serious thing, like you said. You're responsible. You're out there. People know you. You can't stop. You got to keep going. So are you, when you're doing these things and you're creating these things and you're putting them out there into the world, is the end consumer, is the customer, uh, is a kid who walks into your office and sees this whole setup, are they in mind? You know, do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for me, I never got into this for money, right? It's very cliche like to say that. But I remember very clearly when I'd had the idea for LBF because I'd had the idea for a while and I just kind of never did anything with it until like my 21st birthday. And I was like, All right, I'm going to go for it now. Right. And LBF was inspired by, you know, so in college at Temple, you know, every single day we'd play pickup at 15th and Norris. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had like a little Facebook group where like people would post, you know, where, where are we playing today? Whether when it got cold outside, we go indoor to McGonagall Hall or Pearson. Oh, McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we, we were playing every single day. Right. We would. This is when the Champions League was still on ESPN. We'd like go to the SAC Student Center to go watch games, and then afterwards, five o'clock, it's done. Boom, we'd go over to the field to play, and that was the inspiration for Live Breathe Football because mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, all these dudes that I know, like all my friends, even till this day, like I met all of them playing soccer or through some kind of soccer connection, <laughs> right? Like every single person in here I met through some That's kind of soccer facts. connection, right? Yeah. So for me, Live Breathe Football was my sort of way of telling that story of like." All these guys I play with on a day-to-day basis, like, they inspired me. And this is sort of my way of, like, not necessarily giving back. Mm-hmm. This is me creating something that expresses what I see on a day-to-day basis. So right. when you ask me, if, am I doing it for money? The answer is no. Like, now that it's a business, like, yes. I mean, all right. That's understood. Right, That's understood. When I'm going to create something, right? it has to be inspired by, like, that kid, right? Like, right. it's like... It's the people, like, there's a reason why our, you know, a lot of our customers who are so diehard about LBF, like, they have a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have my phone number. Right. Like, we DM on Instagram almost every day, Snapchat or whatever it is. Like, these are people I've never met in my life, and maybe I'll never meet. I'd hope to meet them one day. Absolutely. But, like, I'm always DMing them, and it's never really about, yo, I'm trying to buy a new LBF, or yo, do you want to buy a new product? It's just all, we're just kind of connected on this. It's a genuine we connection. Ha- right, we have the same passion for soccer that's so deep yeah, that, like, right. It's worth exploring in a certain sense. Because for me at the time, you know, sure, I had Nike cleats. I had Puma. I had Adidas. We had all those things. But for me, there wasn't a brand that really existed to that captured this just essence. soccer. Not necessarily just soccer, but, like, that essence of, like, this thing being this lifestyle that, like, takes over our entire life. Like, I would skip class to play soccer. Yeah. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, I remember in architecture school, like, I skipped the midterm review, which is, like, a big deal. Yeah, right. To watch Arsenal play Barcelona. I was literally in the computer Man. lab. 20 feet from my classmates, like, presenting, screaming because when Arshavin scored. Like, that was, for me, something that, like, other people, like, could relate to. And I was like, okay, I need to create something that 
expresses what this lifestyle is like because it's beyond just like i enjoy playing soccer or i enjoy right. watching soccer right. there's something burning deep about soccer that gets everyone so riled up about it right so for me that's every time we have a new collection come out or a new mm-hmm. piece of clothing or something like that it's trying to sort of tell that story again add another chapter to that story because yeah. whenever we make you know, Miguel's wearing the Griezmann shirt. You know, yeah. whenever Matt and I were talking about the Starboy collection, like I was inspired by the Weekends album, I just sort of loved, loved that concept I of the Starboy. Star and I was like, yo, how can we apply this to soccer, right? So Matt and I said, okay, well, who, who fits this mold of the Starboy, right? And we went through a whole bunch of different people, and we came up with it was Griezmann, Obama Yang, Benzema, and Neymar, Dybala. Uh, Dybala, right? We did Neymar in a pub one. We didn't drop those because we had already done shirts with them before, right? Yeah. And even those players that is those are players that in the Whatever that moment I'm in, they're the ones that are inspiring me. Like when we did right. George Best T-shirt, the Rebels collection in 2013, Ibrahimovic, like Balotelli, Kantana, at that time, they were the ones that were inspiring me. That sense of rebellion and like going against mm-hmm. the grain. Right? So every time it's something different, mm-hmm. but it always comes from a place of complete honesty of like, okay, what am I feeling right now? And let me see if someone else can connect to it. Yeah. It's never about like, yo, I think this is going to sell more than... When we did a Starboy collection, like, the stuff that I thought was going to sell the most, like, out of the four people, Benzema was my favorite. I was like, yo, this shit's going to fucking kill. It's going to fly off the shelves. It didn't sell as well as, like, the Griezmann or Dybala shirts. Right. And I didn't care. Right. Because to me, it was just like, well, I did this, I did this justice or whatever. Like, people love this stuff. and mm-hmm. cool. Like, and sometimes people are not going to respond to it in a way that you expect or you hope that they do. But that really doesn't matter. It's really more so about, like, taking that chance and, like, creating that thing that you know, like, people, you know. Yeah, to... to Add in or going to to like yeah to add into what you just said when it I related to I guess people can look at creativity as a whole mm-hmm. but I have to look at it and I can only speak from my experience so for example with the writing mm-hmm. and that type of thing the process of going through writing a book and trying to present it to the public especially right. when it's like it's not non necessarily fi- it's not necessarily fiction right. so when you look at that type of thing it's like if you put out what you want to put out, like you create, you're telling the story, how right. you're saying you're getting out what you need or want to get out. You, you put it out and then you're going to have people who consume it. Right. In my opinion, and I'll ask how you feel about this, but in my opinion, I feel like my job and my enjoyment and my duty is to tell what I need to tell, say what I need to say, right. how it's interpreted, how it's perceived. It's something that I, I don't control right. and I don't necessarily care to control. Right. If people don't see it exactly how I said it, I feel like, okay, perhaps it applies to them in a different way. Right. Perhaps it applies exactly the same and what I see and what I live and what I breathe, it's identical to them, but perhaps it's not. Right. In my opinion, when it comes to the creative process and the consumption of the product, that's the way I see it and I approach it. Yeah. So I'd be interested to know, uh, as somebody who you know created LBF, and it, do you feel like that as far as the telling the stories and putting it out there? Because you know, all of the designs, all of the things that you've created, these things are coming from an inside place right and you're you just said you're putting different things together hip-hop r&b soccer passion and you're putting them together and you know you're telling stories right so how do you feel about creating these types of things and putting it out there 
and the response from consumers as far as them understanding what you are professing through your creations. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very humbling experience because, one, the hope of every creator is someone connects this and it means as much to someone else as it meant to me when I created it, right? Like, Absolutely. As a creator, like, there's that always that burning desire. Like, yeah. I have to make this because I have to tell this story. Like, not because of anything else. It's just like, yo, I, ha- I have to make this because this yeah. is just like, this is just in my head and it just has to come out, right? Absolutely, yeah. But then the humbling aspect of it comes when someone takes what you've made and interprets it in a way that you never imagined was even possible. Yes. Or they take it a lot more seriously than you ever imagined it would right. be. Like, so for example, on our wall over here, that's Stefan, right? Stefan is one of the biggest LBFers ever. Like, this dude is like, I mean, he's gone above and beyond to just like... LBF He emailed down. me years ago. He has, he has a wing logo tattooed on yeah. his chest, right? We filmed the whole process and everything like that. He goes hard, man. And St- I remember Stefan emailed me back and forth for a year yeah. before we ever even met or anything like that. He was just like, yo, this thing just like... And he has a bunch of tattoos. And he we didn't put him up to tattoo that logo on his chest, right? Right. But seeing him get that tattooed on him and him not even flinching about didn't even think twice about doing it with something. And then someone else got the tattoo on their form and someone else got it on their leg. And then you start going, okay, like I remember when I was in my old apartment on 16th Street in North Philly, yeah. like, and I drew that logo out on, I was 21, right. 22, when I drew that logo out. And I put it on a, it wasn't even meant to be a logo, it was just like on a hoodie. Like back then I just did like a quick shoot with one of my, like four of my friends, right? Like at the Temple Field. Like, yeah. And we sold like maybe 10 of those. It wasn't even like nothing serious, right? Just to see that logo go from that to like people putting on their skin. It's a growth. It's a complete, like, because I never go, when I, yo, this logo looks so dope. Like it would be a dope tattoo. Or like Facts. for them, they saw that logo and it connected to them in a way that like I could have never anticipated. Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about creating stuff is you never just, you just never know how it's going to really like take on a life of its own. So right. So you ju- you just do it because it has to come out. So it's then, a beautiful thing right. to see when your creation has an impact. For sure. Yeah. 100%. For sure. And it's it, it, it's a mind fuck too because like sometimes <laughs> I, I laugh and I'm just thinking like you have a ta- you have a logo tattoo. Like I remember this kid Carlos. He's he's bought literally everything we've ever made. Like he just has he's LBF'd out. Right. Yeah. And I remember one day he was like, yo, can you send me the logo? I was like, all right, cool. Like, people ask for the logo all the time. Like, they print posters up and shit. I'm like, all right, yeah, here's the logo. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get it tatted. And I was like, no, you're not. Like, you know, whatever. You're joking. Why and then he pulled up, like, a few hours later, like, yo, here's a tattoo. And I was just like, okay. Like, that's. That's real. That is that is real. You that's know what I mean? Real, I think yeah. there's something about a tattoo that's very visceral. Because it's one thing for people to buy your clothes and wear it all the time. Like, that's amazing. But to then go to the next step, and be like, I'm gonna put it on my body forever, mm-hmm. is another level of of connection that I'm grateful for. Like that's really all I can say about it. Because then you realize, and then now where I'm at, it's like I realize like where we are. Even though I'm creating things because I want to create them, mm-hmm. I have a much bigger responsibility to the culture of soccer, yeah. right? And telling an honest story and telling, making sure that like everyone has a voice within lbf right because like that's why kind of you guys are here right like i know you guys like i know professional athletes and things like that and sometimes i feel like they either get a bad rap or no one's telling their story like why that's why i like having people on the podcast like yo say what you want to say like Mm -hmm. curse if you want say fuck this person fuck this organ i don't care because like 
if that's how you feel like you need that outlet to say that because <clears throat> other times you guys don't necessarily have that outlet because right um, oh i'm trying to play next week or oh i'm trying to get this contract or i'm trying exactly. to get this money da, 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 da. like exactly. i understand that and for us like we're lucky to be in a position where like we're not in anyone's pocket like we don't have to like you know Bow censor down. how we th- the things we say because right. like we get to we've created a platform that we just want to say what we want to say how we want to say pretty much your own mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and that for me that's like the real responsibility now so there's two parts to it there's being a creator just like i'm just gonna make this shit because i think it's dope dope right you have to, you to, have to have right yeah to just then going like okay all right the entrepreneur got to be responsible we got to sell some clothes yeah we got to get these stores to carry the product we got to get these players to wear the stuff we got to get these instagram levels. posts out it's like, levels to it right there's like that part of you kind of have to take you know yeah, take it, both of it together you're responsible for it right i mean this is what you signed up for but it's fun you it's, know what i mean yeah. like i spent all today out shooting for, with you guys we had we had chick-fil-a we're just like chick-fil-a shout out chick-fil-a yeah we service like, always on point always even on though point. they didn't service <laughs> we just grabbed it and chick-fil-a went. give us that contract okay hey, man, i gotta shout <laughs> out my boy i gotta shout out my boy ar right now man yeah, he's, shout out. Chick- <laughs> he's overseas they don't have any for him oh man yeah, oh, he's out of spain yeah AR is that dude man you guys had a little click like was it last summer a couple summers ago it was like two summers ago. Yeah, yeah. We had a clip like me, Zito, Uriah, AR. We had a yeah. little click going yeah, there. Man. So with you, Matt. Yeah, Matt's so over here just quiet. <laughs> just quiet. I, I he just, just, just listening. He just looking. Like. You, gotta, you don't wanna <laughs> nothing. Matt, you nothing better say it. something. What's your favorite LBF? What's your favorite LBF year? Ooh. You know, I was actually thinking about that while you guys were talking about that. Um, I, I guess I have like a different perspective because I never I never played at a high level. Okay. Um. And so I had actually followed LBF for like two years and I lived like 45 minutes outside the city. And then I came down to Penn Park to play pickup one night and then I just started talking to a boon and we were literally in the middle of the game. You just like, like me a pickup, just like, for not like even like just talking. And the game was just going around <laughs> us and we were just talking about it. Um, and then um, I just started interning um, and then I moved down here. Um, so I'd have to say it was, I was following them for like two years. So I bought the winged logo sweatshirt. So that logo. <coughs> On on the gray sweatshirt, and then I bought the 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 hat. I don't know what the the weird pattern hat. Oh, yeah, the that one. Yeah, 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 the black and red joint. Yeah, the, the yeah the black and red hat. And so I'd say like that was like that was like organic. Like I found them, and then I bought them. Those are <coughs> like my favorite pieces today, just because those like classics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I and I connected with it because I was like, all right, you know. I really enjoyed playing soccer at that time. It was like the one thing I was really into. Yeah. And then I just found the story and I was just like, this is like exactly what I want to be doing. Like, mm-hmm. wish I started doing it earlier, but I'm going to like live it every day now. And I was like, That's I facts. want some Nike, you know, some Nike pants that every, you know, every, Everybody every soccer has. player you know on, on the college campus that I was going to is wearing like, that's like, I'm not trying to be one of them. I'm I not like one of you, them. Matt. I like <laughs> you, Matt. <laughs> I gotta say though, shout out to a boom. I met a boom yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Literally, and this is all genuine. Like, I'm not getting paid to say this. I'm not getting any benefit from saying this. But what, like you said, this channel, this is to be able to tell the truth. And I don't think it, I don't think people deserve anything except for that. So I've only been here for under 48 hours, and I'm really just genuinely happy for what lbf is how it's six years of hard work and you know it's just a lot of beauty and genuine positive energy and a desire 
for you know the perpetuation of the 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 good vibrations that the game has to offer is what I take in when I'm around you when I'm around your brand and that type of thing I've been fortunate enough to be able to be around it so closely you know for the past day and a half or so but now when I listen to a little bit more of how you talk about what you hope your brand does for people and then to hear the stories which are you know technically testimonies of people and how they've connected to your brand and to hear some this man right in front of me talk about being in the middle of a pickup game and then hearing about LBF following them for however many years and then coming out of his own mouth he's saying this is what I want this is what I enjoy this is what I don't want to I don't want this I don't want that. I found what I want and that's all through your creation you know shout out to the people who've helped you along the way shout mm-hmm. out to the people who are helping you today but that's your brainchild you know that's what you've brought into this this world and that's what you've offered and i say shout out to a boon because i think that when people do a good job they deserve to know i'm not saying they need to be gassed but i feel like you know they deserve to know they've done a good job and i think that what you're doing for the culture you've opened up a lot of doors a lot of channels for people to feel the realness of the connection that they say they have because for example if matt never met you i don't know what kind of clothes he'd be wearing i don't know what kind of <laughs> brand he would you know i'm looking at him now and he has on he has on the the pants that are dropping in december i believe they're not even out yet right. and he's got on a balotelli shirt they, i see him wearing all lbf the man yo the man looks cozy right now <laughs> <laughs> he has no qualms about it you know he's very happy he's very pleased he's i met him 30 minutes ago i haven't seen a bad look on his face i haven't received any negative positive you know it's place radiates positivity and that's something that like you created that's something that you brought into the world and i'm only here for like this short amount of time and i see how it's impacting people and what i think is important is for taking something that matt said that i think everybody who says that they are connected or they like soccer or football or however you want to call it or say it is just because you don't wear the number seven and have ronaldo across your back or just because you don't wear the number 10 and have messi across your back just because you're idolizing the people on tv and the greats it doesn't mean that you don't have a place in the world of soccer i think lbf is such a huge doorway that's just open to people who feel connected and they live and breathe football i think that's what it is that's what i'm receiving that's what i'm perceiving from everything that i'm taking in around me because i mean he just said like that's what i want that's it makes him feel right not good right it makes him feel right you know he's found a point of connection he's had a point of connection and he's identified it through lbf for me i think that's that's big your impact is big it's genuine and it's real Thank you, man. And, and I think for me, it was just creating that was cr- trying to find that for myself, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, because I just like I said before, like I wanted something that like the way I felt about just being around <laughs> soccer, just how like when I was in college, like I knew that me skipping class to watch Arsenal or me sk- skipping class to go play pickup or whatever, like 
was just not a logical thing to do, <laughs> right? I knew that. And Stay I was like, in school, I was like, kids. Right. <laughs> but, like, but, I, but I knew for a fact that, like, okay, I enjoyed doing it so much that, like, I was willing to commit a significant portion of my life to exploring how to make that my livelihood because I knew if I'm going to graduate college and then be working at a job or wherever I'm working at and these games are on or I've got to play soccer, like, I'm going to want to go play soccer instead of like just real talk Such you know what facts. i mean yeah. and <clears throat> for me creating lbf and sort of creating this place and like trying to build this culture that we're that we're building is more so trying to give people a platform and myself a platform that we can do the things we want to do in terms of like being close to the game mm-hmm. right like right when we get bigger it's just like yo if it's champions league day work stops at 245 because that's everyone's trying to watch the champions league. Right. i know that so i'm not going to act like yo you got to get this report done because, like, you know, a lot of your boss is like, no, like, we're going to watch the Champions League because, like, that's what we, we, we all... Because important. Exactly, because that's what's important to us. Right. You know what I mean? You. Yes. And, like, it's irrational, maybe. Watching 22 people you can't control, like, kick a ball around, maybe. But, like, that's what's important to us, that's right? That's our and culture. That's our culture. Yeah. And for me, it's like playing soccer as much as I can is important to me, right? Mm-hmm. And the same way, like, with Stussy and Supreme and all these brands, they would skateboard and dudes, like... Like, there's dudes out here, like, who their parents were like, you know, pay attention to school. Like, you can't be riding a skateboard all the time. And now they, nice. they're professional skateboarders. And, like, now their parents are probably like, oh, man, I'm so happy for my kid. But, like, you know what I mean? For me, I want to do that for soccer. It's like, I want to have something where people can be like, yo, like, usually <coughs> LBF pickup or whatever the case may be because, like, that is important to us. Like, for yeah. whatever, whoever invented football, whoever, like, made this game so amazing, like, I give credit to them. But it's like, now, like, we want to create something that allows everyone that feels this burning sense of passion every single day of their lives, mm-hmm. a place where they feel like, yes, I feel at home here. Like, this is where I want to be at. Like, right. when I come in here, I look around and I go like, yes, this is where I want to be. I want to be able to look up on the wall, look at Neymar or Maradona or like just random kids in Lagos, Nigeria playing soccer and be like, okay, like, I feel at home here. Like, not necessarily walking into a place where I just look around. I'm like, I don't like these people this here. This is an office. This is an office. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be here. Like, I'm waiting to like clock out because like, oh, I get to play pickup and it's like the only hour. When it's five life. o'clock. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. and, and that's really what LBF ultimately is. Now, clothing is sort of our vehicle, our way of like spreading that message. It could be anything, right? Yeah. But that's just all LBF is at the end. It's just like a pretty much a platform for people to express their passion and their love for football. Right. Because like for me, like LBF is never about the people that watch soccer every four years for the World Cup, right? It's, not, it's, it's about the people that are like waking up at the crack of dawn and like, you know, like I said, skipping class to go play waking soccer. Waking up at 7 a.m. to like catch s- an Arsenal People like game. you guys, exactly. Like when yeah. I live in Seattle, I would wake up at 4.45 for 7.30, you know, Eastern games yeah. to watch soccer. And I'm like, this don't make sense. Like, no one else in the world would think this is an okay thing to do. Never. But it just made sense to me to do it, right? And that's what it is at the end of the day. Like, like you guys, you guys have committed your youth, your childhood, sacrificed a lot to play this game. Man, I, that's why I can't that's that's you know give I mean? up. Like, that's know? right. And like, <coughs> you shouldn't give up. Like, no one should give up on whatever their dreams are, whatever they want to accomplish in life. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you have one life to live. Like, that should just be. That's it. That's it. Like, why spend it doing a bunch of stuff you don't like to do? Like, that's going to make you miserable. Right. Obviously, you got to find a way to make it work, grow up and all that. But you're still being close to, to this this thing. Sometimes you know? I think, like, you know, like, soccer, like, a professional, it may not be for everybody. But I think, um, especially with, like, you and um, people like Matt, like, y'all found a way to 
stay in what right. you love without having to actually play it. I think that's important sometimes. Like some people, for sure. I think some people don't realize like, hey, like this is it for me. Like maybe I can't like, I think it's important to have that realization. Like, hey, maybe I can't play pro. Right. But maybe I can do this. That will still keep me involved, like in the sport and have that natural love for it. 100%. You know, and, you know, a few months ago, I went to, I was invited to YSC to talk to their kids about how to turn your passion for soccer into a mm-hmm. career. And that was the point I was stressing to those kids is like, look, you guys are all in this academy because you want to play professional soccer. I get that. I always dreamed about playing professional soccer. But at one point, I knew I was not good enough and I just was not in the track in this country right. to get to that point. But I still wanted to be around the game. I wanted to be in the game. And I didn't want to coach either. Right. You know? Right. And it's like, so for my, my avenue was entrepreneurship was creating a job that allowed me to be around the game. And we'll just give those kids the idea that, look, there's a lot more to do. Like, there's no limits on what you can do. Like, you can be, you can work in the front office for a team, right? Like, there's so many you people that work. You could be a work, trainer. You right, could be. You can do so many <clears throat> things. You can be still be around the same exact people. Like, think about the people, like the kit managers are like Real Madrid or whatever. Like, oh, man. You get to hang out with Ronaldo all day, oh, bail all these people all day. You can probably ask him for autographs for your kids. You can do all the same things you would do if you were playing with exactly. them. Exactly. So, you know, what's better than that? Exactly. You know what I mean? And like that's just the beauty of what we we're trying to do with uh with this thing here. So is it is are you looking at that type of thing? And I have to put this out there, are you looking at that as a next best thing type of thing? In terms of what? Okay, you can't play professional soccer. You're not good enough. You're not in the track. Oh, no. but you can still do this or you can still do that and be connected to the game. Now, are for the people who are listening and for the kids who, you t- yeah. how are they supposed to, how, how, how would you prefer they interpret what you're saying? Because I think there could be some blurred lines. So yeah, yeah. is that a next best thing? The next best thing is being a trainer or being this or being a coach? Or is it like, is it not the next best thing? Is that just a perception I think it depends on the individual and how you like you position that in your mind. Okay. So you it's a perception. I mean? Right. Like it's a perception of like, okay, well, I'm not good enough to play pro, so I'm gonna just do this thing because Exactly. But it's like that's just your journey. Like that's the world needs trainers, the world needs coaches, the world needs people in the front office, the world needs accountants, managers, like Man, all I these people <laughs> matter. Every, not everyone can play professional soccer, there's just not enough spots. Facts. Period. Facts. You know that's what I mean? Facts. There's there's eighteen Niggas on the team don't even make the 18 every game. Like, that's, that's just yeah. the reality, right? You know what that's I mean? Like, nice. there's so many jobs for so many different people. So it's not necessarily like, okay, this is a step down. Mm-hmm. It's just a step over. This is right. something else. And, like, you can be the best trainer in the world, right? Yeah. Exactly. You can be the best whatever it is. And like, for us, it's like I'm trying to be the create the best soccer bra- you know, branded experience in the world, period. Like, that's yeah. this is our lane, and that's how we're going to do it, right? It doesn't mean, like, well... Because at some point, like, this is what's going to end up defining my life and not necessarily the fact that, like, I wasn't good enough to play right. X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like, like you look at – I remember when Thierry Henry retired. He was one of my favorite players ever, right? Mm-hmm. And thinking about him now in Sky Sports and whatever else he's doing, like, there's going to be a generation of kids that grow up watching him and only know him as this guy on Sky Sports or Zidane as the coach of Real Madrid. Right. Indeed, indeed. You know, because we were lucky enough to see these people be, like, great players and then transition. Right. But then we forget that there's people out there that, like, watch these people like, yo, oh, that's the guy from Sky Sports. So they've, cre- in that sense, they've created a new identity for themselves. It's like now Zidane's going to forge a new identity as one of the greatest managers of Real Madrid for what he's been doing the last yeah. couple of years. Right. And some people might just forget he was a really, really fucking good player. Yeah. You know I what I mean? And that's just the reality of of what it is like there's just so much more you can do with your life than just this one thing 
And if it doesn't work out, it's like, oh, well, you know, I guess yeah. I'm going to do X. It's not a step no. down. It's yeah. Like yeah. he said, it's a step sideways. Well, yeah. You're still involved in the culture of soccer. It's just, yeah. You just kind of realize, I, I think a lot of people, like, they don't realize things. And they, like, I'm not saying give up on a dream, but there's a way to achieve your dream still by staying connected. Right. By yeah. doing other things. And the reason I asked is because I feel like in order to cultivate uh, a, a brand and a mindset that's forward and that's pushing things forward, you have to ask the tough questions. Yeah, you have sure. to put them on the table and you have to see opinions matter. Yeah. Thoughts matter from yeah. your people, own opinion matters. People. Yeah. Your own opinion matters, but you have to be willing to hear what other people have to say, regardless sure. of how you feel. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to agree. Okay. But, that's why I asked the question is because if you have somebody who is a diehard, like, I want to play, I'm willing to do this, do whatever it takes. You have those out there. Trust me. Well, yeah. Per, it's, it's not that I'm saying this, but perhaps their destiny is not going to carry them to playing at the level or the place they want to. Or, or for, for simple example, they could lose their leg tomorrow. Who yeah. knows? How how somebody who's so deep into it and somebody who's so connected to oh i have to play i want to play and that's all they, they wake up and that's all they say is hope today's my day that's all they live for but it comes to a point when they realize to themselves like yeah maybe i'm not gonna make it I'm probably not gonna make it and i asked like are they supposed they want to you know some people would probably resent the game of soccer for the rest of their life if they never got to that right. level of playing okay mm-hmm. But it's always going to be out there that, oh, well, you could be a coach. You could be a trainer. You could do that. The game needs refs. The game needs that, you know. But for those people, it's one thing to say it. But if you have to do it, you know, it's not always as easy. Right. It's always, it's, I think it's, it's something that can be so much more easier said than done. So how do we help people understand that it's okay? So, so yeah. And I think that is a symptom of the kind of culture we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone wants to be a professional soccer player or whatever right? because they get the headlines, they're in the papers, you know what I mean? They get the f- fast cars, they get the big salaries. Like That's what everyone's talking about, and people want to emulate that. It's the reason why a lot of, they were asking like a lot of young kids in high school, now, what do you want to be? And they want to be a YouTube vlogger because right. th- those are right. the people those that people they're getting seeing attention. getting attention, right? Right. So for that reason everything that's not that gets positioned as like it's a lesser thing right right but the reality is like you can make a successful life doing other things around the things that you're passionate about that don't necessarily include being the person in the front you see what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. jay-z ha- needs people to make beats for him exactly you know what i'm saying like he needs someone to record and engineer stuff for them like right you know what i mean like pro athletes need you when you when you when somebody punches you in the face or kicks your leg or whatever you need someone to run on the field and like fix you up real quick so you can keep doing what you do right those people are important as well sure they don't get the applause that the way ronaldo does when he scores and everyone's looking at all the cameras are on him so maybe that's why people feel like everything else is a lesser position right but i don't feel like that's the case at all like the reality just is like you know i remember reading a statistic that was like that shocked me was saying only two percent of players in england um, that were pro when they th- who um, were t- pro at 16 are still pro at 21. Wow. Only 2%. That's crazy. So out of 100 dudes, only two make it five years in. And you're, there's still only 21, right? So what happens to the 98 other people? No one tells their stories. Yeah. What are they doing? 
Yeah. Or they educated? Did they go back to school? Like, no, exactly. What are they doing? Did they go back to work? Like, what is, what happens to those people? Because they're still alive. They're still doing something with themselves, right? And, and people want to know. And pe- people, people don't want to know because then that lends credence to the fact that, like, okay, this may not work out because everyone just sees like people saying like, well, if you work hard, da 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 da, da like you can live your live your dreams. And right. the reality just is, there's just not enough That's spots not. for everyone. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, there's, Understood. there's yeah. only so many clubs in Europe <clears throat> or where in the world. Period. Right. There's only so many spots. There's only so many mo- so much money they can pay them. Like, think about all the great athletes, great soccer players in the world, and there's only one Messi, there's only one Ronaldo. No, exactly. And if like, th- think about how good some people want to be, and they just like can't get to that level. I think it's, it comes saying? down to the individual on so many fronts. I agree with that of 100%. Course. But then there's, there's just a reality that is beyond your control of like sometimes there's just not enough. Ooh, I think don't, I get, can't, me, don't I get me wrong. I didn't mean like that. T- I meant the perception aspect. Right. They I have think you to, can't. The individual has to understand that. that right. You, you, not everybody is a Messi. Not everybody is a Neymar. You know, right. not everybody is an inventor. Like, Right, I Miguel. You, you can't you know? like, uh, <laughs> you know, but you can't like, uh, you can't let others decide what success is. One hundred percent. You you can't because everybody has their own way of looking at success. Like, I was talking to one of my coaches who I'm like really close with, and he was saying that, um, yeah, he wanted to play professional, but but now like his definition of success is making other players play professional, and like him like i mean i even get the same feel like when i watch messi like man i feel like i'm playing like it makes me so happy to watch a player that i just love watching like sometimes it almost feels better than playing but like for him like seeing players go pro and coaching guys every day was that's his that's his definition of success it's it's not like that playing pro wasn't successful like that's that's a, that's a um right a height to success but there's other ways you could be successful 100 <clears> percent, <throat> and i think there's something romantic about that, right? Like our our culture, and not just sort of sports, but entertainment as well, and every other thing. Like, we glamorize things so much, right? And then we for, forget to tell the other side of those stories, right? Those cautionary tales, right? Because they're not. No one wants to hear that side of it. Everyone just wants to see Ronaldo pull up to to the training center in his Bugatti. Like, right. people just want right. to see the big checks and all that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, you're absolutely. No one wants right. to hear like the bullshit of like we talked about it early off of, off the. I think it was yesterday we talked about like the reality of, you know, per, you know, professional sports. Like it's a business. Like you might it just get traded. Like exactly. you move your whole family somewhere. Like, everything is going great. Like actually, you know what? You're not in our plans for next season, bro. Peace out. Like figure right. your shit out. You know what Isaiah I mean? Thomas. There's a reason why a, a huge chunk of pro soccer players and other athletes too, like they retire or they're done playing, and the next day it's like they go from like where for the last decade of their lives they've done the same thing. They've woken up. They've gone to training. Right. They're like every single moment of their day has been dictated for them. And I was like, all right, bro, you retired. We had a little testimonial for you if you're good enough to get one. And then, boom, done. They end up being really depressed because oh, for sure. yeah. they don't know what to do. They've lost their identity. They right. identify themselves by this one thing. And it's important to, like, sacrifice yourself to reach greatness. Right. But then the minute it's over, people don't know what to do. They lost. And once again, I think that it's down to the individual to... And it's not something that you can wake up and just necessarily know. If it was right. that easy, I think there would be a lot less depressed pe- or however you want to say, it, you know, in that type of situation. Mm-hmm. But I think that what people have to understand and once again, speaking from experience, is that if you choose to find your identity in one thing, that stuff, the game of soccer, it can be 
right. the way you do it, the way you, you as a player, it can be taken away from you out of your control. Right. Right. If you choose to every single day sacrifice because you want to be great at playing soccer and you want to sacrifice because you want to reach a certain level and that's how you define success in that lane that's great but if you do all of that oblivious to the fact that you're only allowing this to be where you find identity that is very detrimental to the bigger picture right because live breathe football okay i understand but some people have brothers and sisters and mamas and daddies who don't live and breathe football, but they're still important. Right. So all I'm trying to say is football is a world. Yeah. Soccer is a world that we live in, we love, we breathe it. But outside of that world, there are important things. Right. If we only choose to define ourselves or rather if we only let the game of soccer or only being a player right in soccer define who we are that's detrimental because as people as humans we are bigger right we're multifaceted we yes we're bigger than that and i think that for young people especially who might happen to listen to this it's great to wake up and sacrifice and prioritize being better and giving a lot to this game but you have to understand what the relationship is to it yeah. It's something that may not last forever in the way you fantasize it lasting right. forever. Even the best players who we idolize now, and I'm going to say his name again because he's the best, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Let's stop it. Listen, but listen, on a serious <coughs> note, one day, he's whether not it's on, be on top right, anymore. whether, well, not even just that, whether it's on his terms or not, one day he's not going to be playing football right. anymore. Not, I'm not saying he's not going to be playing for Real Madrid or Manchester. No, he's not going to be right. playing anymore. So, like you said, we look at the Bugatti, we look at the Ferrari, we look at the nice stuff, the checks, you know, him pulling up to practice. And that's the part of the story that we want to know. Right. But to be at his level, I'm sure he understands that all of this hard work, yes, I prioritize my determination and consistently working to get better because this is where I want to be as a football player. But even him i'm sure he understands that beyond football beyond my playing days i have a life to live i have people who are important who i care about right. and i will probably go on longer than my career on the pitch right there's more to life that i can't right. forget and people don't people they it's like who walks up to ronaldo and says hey cristiano ronaldo I love everything you do on the field. I mean, you're doing bits. You're killing it. Congratulations on the last ball on the or. How many more does he have than Messi, Miguel? <laughs> None uh, more than Messi. No, but anyway. Stop that <laughs> anyway. No, but, you know, no one goes up to him and says, hey, do you ever think about, like, how important is life to you beyond playing? Or does that ever get to you? Does it trouble you? Any? Does, does it ever trouble you? Does it ever – do you think about it? Do you – you know? Yeah. Nobody, I think – I think a lot of players like start to realize that like once they start getting older, like more into their careers, like yeah, Neymar just made a money move to PSG. But I think like that money move has to do with, hey, I got to look out for my people after right. I'm done playing. I mean, I think one thing I say about college soccer is that like you get into the classroom and like you realize like, hey, I'm sitting next, I'm I'm sitting next to people in finance. I'm like, and they're like, teacher told us to write down like. Oh, like, 
like where you want to work after school and it's everybody uh, looking at the list everybody goldman sachs jp morgan mine i'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> i've never even interned anywhere like right you know it's, it's you get that reality of like hey maybe i should like yeah start looking like somewhere else you're not taking away soccer you just yeah having a fallback or you just which is why the people some of my favorite athletes are the ones who are kind of the free spirits right the ones who everyone gets frustrated by because they don't seem to take the game as seriously as the rest of us like right. they're not so committed they're not like sacrificing everything in their life like they're partying they're enjoying their life because you can tell like they understand intrinsically that this is not going to last forever like i'm doing this because i enjoy this now it's a job exactly. it's paying me great money but like i'm just out here doing other things like i'm diversifying myself like I love Ronaldinho as much as like as sad oh, as me that like he wasn't he didn't stay on top for longer. Yeah. I understand it because like you can tell like he just wanted to play and enjoy the game. Just and that's man. that was it. The rest of the stuff was like we projected that onto him, right? I love exactly. Contenal. Like Contenal was coaching beach soccer, like he was playing beach soccer. He was he's an actor. Like right. you can tell like he was saying things he was standing up to Sir Alex Ferguson when no one else dared to because Ferguson just understood like Cantona is Contenal. He's gonna do whatever he wants to do because he wants to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Because because everyone else is like, oh, my God, I'm a professional athlete. So, like, I have to do what everyone's telling me because, like, this thing could be taken away from me at any moment because it's so important. Content is like, cool, I'm here. Like, this is just what I'm doing right now. And, like, tomorrow it could be something else. Exactly. So, like, I don't, I'm not that pressed by it, you I, know? And I, those people have, there's a certain, like, you know, something that's very, like, I look up, I, I envy that in a certain sense because, like, this thing we love so much that we've built this whole brand around. Yeah. People are just kind of like, eh, it's just a job. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's a part of it too that we have to think about yeah i would i would like to ask this then uh, i had a leadership class in my university days and my professor had asked us about he could just brought up the topic of people who are like leaders and you know obviously he doesn't live breathe football but he's talking about people like perhaps in the political realm right. or that type of thing. And I'm not trying to bring politics onto the table. Let me just say that for anybody who just got excited. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm saying, he, he was saying people who are messing up in politics right. or, or not politically, but in like the scandals or, or yeah. people who uh, you see a politician or somebody on TV or something like if you took someone like Oprah, let's right. throw her out there, Oprah, talk show, wonderful legacy, living legend at this point but somebody sees oprah smoking a cigarette or if oprah had some type of sex scandal or something and then they look at her and they're like, "Ooh, oprah you know but if right. it's somebody else some joe schmo off the street then nobody looks twice nobody yeah. thinks about it twice and so the question was should we have a higher standard or a separate standard for our leaders so as that relates to this conversation my question to you one of my one of the my favorite like modern day example i have to say and it's right from my face balotelli like i you talked about free-spirited do what you want to do because this is you say it all the time you have one life right right i think balotelli to some degree understands that and he's yeah i'm gonna live it's my life like i go on the field i do my job i try my best score goals but off the field like yo don't try and tell me yeah. I can't smoke kuka if I yeah, want to yeah, smoke yeah. kuka. Don't tell me I can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So should we look at these players who we love and idolize so much and try and s- – should we have some type of different standard for them? Or should no. we hold them to some type of no. s- standard no. and say 
fuck a stand-up. No. Okay. So, so here, here's my... Thanks, so Miguel. I, I love this conversation a lot, right? Because yeah. it grinds my gears because typically, typically, the people who are, we consider celebrities are people who are exceptional in some kind of field, right? Like They've achieved fame because they've risen to like the top of their field, whether it's sports, entertainment, right. music, whatever, right? Yeah. And the problem I have is as a society, collectively, right, we supposedly hold these people to a higher standard. Right. Because it makes us feel better about ourselves, right? Yeah. And to me, that's a very flawed way of thinking and approaching things because it's like, because these people are good at typically one thing, mm-hmm. right? We start saying, oh, they're a role model, right? For kids and X, Y, and Z. So you're supposed to act a certain way. We project that on, project that onto them. Mm-hmm. And the minute they do something that like everyone does or that we deem immoral or inappropriate or whatever it is, we're so quick to tear those people down, right? We go on Twitter and talk about like, oh, this person should be like, they should lose their job, they should be fired, they, you know, they should be traded, whatever, whatever the case may be. Right. But then whenever someone you know close to you is doing that same exact thing, you don't even say shit to them. So it's a double standard. It's a double standard, right? Yeah. Just because it's easy to say, well, Tiger should not be cheated on his wife, so he should lose his Nike contract. Yeah. It's easy to say that because mm-hmm. it doesn't affect you in a certain way. It's like, all right, cool. Like, you believe that? That's your belief? Right. Then make sure, like, the next time your boy's doing some shit like that, like, you, you call him out on it because yeah. most people don't, right? In a certain sense, they should be held to a certain standard. Like, okay, obviously, if they're breaking the law, they should be punished the same way regular people are. Like, they shouldn't get preferential sure. treatment, right? Yeah. But if it's just something that, like, you know that, like, if somebody you know is doing that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say anything to them about it. Don't act all up in arms because this person is doing that thing just because you going on Twitter saying this thing is wrong makes you feel better about your life because, right. you know, you get, to tear, you get to tear into this famous person a little bit and bring them a little bit down to your level, right? It's the Ronaldo thing where, like, everyone's like, oh, he's arrogant, he's arrogant. It's like, <coughs> these people didn't work their ass off and sacrifice everything mm-hmm. to get to this level to make you feel better. Right. You know, to stroke your ego about not, for you not getting to that point in your life or whatever it is. You and, know what I mean? And let's let's take that and we're going to put that last point you made about Ronaldo into a jar for my for my <laughs> selfish interests and desires. Okay, we're talk about right Messi, here. damn. No, okay, no, no, no. Same thing. <laughs> I, I would say same thing applies, oh same thing applies for Messi or, or no. Yeah. About working so hard to get to this yeah, level. 100%. So perception is perception. And I, I rate Messi. Trust me. He does Messi's bits. Messi's naturally talented. He didn't right, yeah. Work. But anyway... For me, please, let's put that into a jar and please come back to that okay. exact exact point because I have another question that I love. I like you have such enlightened opinions <laughs> that just deceive me. But Matt, no. <laughs> I'd like to know how do you feel about that, about looking at these people who are experts in their field, uh, specifically as it relates to soccer and football, should, how, how do you feel about that? People looking at Balotelli doing something and then just like he said, tearing them down as opposed to like if someone else did it who doesn't have the same credentials or is not at the same level and perceived by the public at that level of expertise, not even it doesn't even bother them. I think part of it for especially for higher profile players and people that are really successful, I think that it's there is a certain set of ideals that are projected upon them. They're like, oh, this is exactly what they did, especially in soccer. Like, yeah. this is exactly what they did to get to this level. If you stray from that, like, that's what you, if that's what you're striving to be, you're going to, you know, like, we, like how we talked about earlier, you're going to idolize exactly what they did, try and follow their path, do the same things, same things that they did. If they don't do that and they stray from that path, you're like, wait, you can't do that because you got there now. Okay, yeah. But you can't do that. So... 
I'm not. I can't do that if I'm gonna make it to the same spot you are at now. Right. So one, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but what I'm hearing from you is like, it's individuals, and we have our own past. We have our own lives, and we, whether it's a high-profile player or whether it's whether it's your friend in the same locker room and NCAA, like, yo live your life do your thing you know get your job done take care of business but i'm not saying you need to go out there and cause terror wreak havoc or something like that but if i mean you're out there you're minding your business you're doing what you prefer to do with your life and it's not affecting people negatively do what you do right exactly right. miguel you're not i'm not letting you off the hook you gotta ch- i want to know how you feel about that as well i think it's important <clears throat> about the double standard if that's what you want to call it <laughs> I mean, for me, like, for me, like, players like Ronaldo, I mean, you don't, we don't have to talk about soccer. It could be, like, Kanye West. It could be. Oh, no. We got Kanye's on. the Kanye's next. I mean, it could be. We got to wrap this up, man. We can wrap it up. We went to, like, two hours. It could be, like, it could be any famous person. That I think that they're still humans at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, uh, we shouldn't hold that double standard, like. Yeah, they're going to mess up, obviously. I think we should be expecting them to mess up because they're not perfect. None of them are perfect. They may be perfect at their craft, not even, but I just think that they're going to make mistakes, but everybody seems to be so shocked when they make that mistake, and it's just so annoying to see that, like, People just start throwing negative when like they're they're whole, they're probably fucking up themselves in their life. That's yeah. just so annoying. But like, <clears throat> but what if it's not what if it's not a socially called mistake? Like, what do you like? What do you mean? So give know, me an example. If they're like if they're like going out late or something, you know, they're not like breaking the law or anything. Oh but man, but Ronald Dio, I was reading the article on like how like. Man, like a match, like a couple days before a Champions League match, Ronaldinho's out partying and people at the club are like, yo, you, they're getting pissed at him because he has a Champions League match. He's just laughing all drunk and shit. Yeah. Like, but like, I, he's living his life. Let the man live. Like, as long as at, I've always looked at soccer for me, like, I don't care what you do off the field. But when you get on that field, as long as you're balling, I don't, I don't care. You could be doing whatever you want. Right. And Ronaldinho. As long as he's happy, like, I think that a lot of coaches try to, like, change players and take them out of their element, and I think that's what kills their confidence. Like, if you try to put Ronaldinho, hey, like, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that, he would have never been the Ronaldinho who he was. Heard that. And and, uh, on top of that, so one thing we haven't talked about is, you know, you you touched on it saying they're people at the end of the day, and we never seem to consider the trauma these people may have faced growing up, right? Whatever where their parents were alcoholics, they would grew up homeless, right. whatever the case might be, somehow these people found their way to this top, right? And we only care about, oh, what they're doing wrong, That's not, what's not acceptable, acceptable that they're doing. We're not thinking about what's causing that kind of behavior. Talk to right. You know what I mean? Talk to them. It's like, yo, it's like, <laughs> one, a great example of this is, I think, um, Adriana, they played for Inter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super promising striker, whatever, but like, everyone talked about how like he was just like, Always drinking, drinking. Da, 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 da. like he's he's throwing away this opportunity. Like man, if I was a professional, da da da. da. I'm just looking like, bro, like, dude had went through so much shit. Like, yeah. his wasn't like his dad killed. Like a bunch of stuff happened. That's right? That's what I'm saying. So okay, if you were a professional, okay, but wait, let's rewind. Let's not just take it back to where you want to go in history. Right. Let's take it. Let's look at the whole thing. Right. What if you're you were in this situation? That's what I'm saying. Because you, you yeah. you're acting like you care about this person right. or what they're doing. Yeah. When it's wrong, but then like you you're not okay. 
if you care about them doing this when they're wrong, then figure out what what got them to that point. Because a lot of time, no one just breaks the law to break the law. No one just do stupid shit to do stupid shit. Like sometimes, like there's something behind that. Like that. we always talk about Balotelli. Let's bring him up again. Like yeah. his first professional game in 15. People making monkey chants, throwing bananas on the field. Yeah. On top of that, he's a kid that like his parents gave him up for adoption because they didn't want him. Yeah. Right. He was adopted by white parents in Brescia. Like right. there's no black people in fucking Brescia. You find out you have this really Zero. awesome football talent. You start playing football, and then you get hit with racist chants. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, people are talking about, like, oh, why are you doing this? Like, you're acting up like you're throwing away your opportunities. Like, motherfucker, like, since he was a kid, he's pretty much felt like he's alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you how do you level with someone like that and tell them, say, oh, man, you're throwing away this opportunity? He's like, opportunity? Like, bro, I've, I've, I've gotten farther than anyone else in my exactly. circumstance. Like, what are you right. talking about? Like, I'm, exactly. I'm acting up. It's like, what do you expect him to do? He doesn't know anything else. No, yeah. he doesn't. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, he's he's playing for a country that, like, is Basically, very racist. He's yeah. the only black person on the team. It almost doesn't, almost doesn't want right. him. No, everyone who's criticizing him is pretty much white. Right. They don't know what it's like to be in his shoes. You exactly. never even ask him, like, yo, man, what what's life from your perspective, exactly. bro? As who who black, is Mario? <clears throat> right. Who are you? Like, what what's let's tell us your story from your perspective what are you going through it's just like oh man he should know better he's because we paint all of them with a single brush like okay well because you are a professional athlete on a great team you're making a lot of money some for some for that reason you should be acting a certain way because there's plenty of other people that would love to be in your be position. position. Oh, yeah. man. That's, 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 that's the worst thing. Yeah, that's that so is not true <laughs> because you don't know my position. Right. You didn't get to know my position. It's like a lot of these guys, like, they grow exactly. up poor and then they achieve a certain level of success. They're making a good amount of money that they're probably going to make for a decade if they're lucky. They've right. got to figure out what to do with the rest of their lives. Exactly. On top of that, now, if you grow up poor, when you make money, that money's not yours. It belongs to the, your family because you got to take care of your mom now, your pro- cousins, probably like everyone around you is looking up to you for like some. Whether it's a handout or you just like, yo, you just got to keep shit going. Right. You can't just be like, oh, cool, this money's mine. Like, all right, y'all just stay over there. Like, you take care of the people that come, that came up with you. And yeah. it's like, no one ever thinks about that. It's just like, oh, well, they're not acting how they're supposed to act. It's like, to me, that's a very, very weird, like, yeah. or like, same players, like, oh, they leave a club, so their money grabbing. And like, motherfucker, you would leave your current job if somebody says, hey, I'm, I'll pay an extra 10K a year. Oh, exactly. And that's 10K a year, but that's like less than a grand extra a month. And I think the beauty of And you're talking about you're going to be an extra couple million dollars. I'm bouncing, bro. Bouncing. Yeah. And what? I'll kiss every badge for an extra couple million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I don't that's care. what I'm saying. I think the beauty <laughs> like, of the way, the way each of you broke this down, <laughs> I think the beauty of it is it comes full circle to what we were saying earlier <clears throat> about there's more than the, the what you see in the headlines, what yeah. you see in on the newsreels, yeah. what they want to report. They want to show Ronaldo rolling up in this or or Messi's, you know, lavish lifestyle, or Neymar's, you know, there's so much more to it that people have to understand. Like, playing the game of soccer is it's one thing. It's a beautiful thing, but it's one thing. There's right. so much more, and even the, the right. highest of the high have to consider those types of things. Yeah. Man, I think it's like, you talked about, like, money and stuff. Like, people are like, oh, you shouldn't be, like, you're in this position, you're making this amount of money, but, like, at the end of the day, money isn't everything. And, like, I think that, like, players should be, like, they should live. Like, I feel like people, like, I feel like professional athletes and famous people in general, they, they get caught in this box. Like, yeah. oh, I need to be this certain way. And, like, that's when they, like, start hating fame. But, like, you just got to live because, I mean, that, right. this, is, this is the life you have. Because, because guess <clears throat> what? Like, all the people talking about you, those tabloids, whatever, like, 
they don't care about you. No, they're just exactly. writing about you because you're going to sell papers. You're going to get clicks to their website. Exactly. And then the minute you do something else or somebody else does something more, you know, entertaining or more like right. deemed more like, you know, clickbaity than your thing, pff, we're all for you. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's weird to me because everyone jumps on something. They ruin someone's life, right? Like, okay, this person might lose their job, whatever the case might be, because like so much public opinion, so much public pressure and whatever. And then we just move on to the next thing. We talk about the next scandal or whatever it is. And now this yeah. person, like, their life is forever damaged. They've, their reputation is tarnished forever. forever. And we've just, we're on to the next, like, important thing. Like, oh, this person's doing this now? Pff, we're over here now. And it's just like... And who's looking back? Right. So ultimately, it's like, you, like you said, you just got to do you. Just be yourself. Like, mm-hmm. living your truth, That's whatever it, that is. And just like... Because, like, people, like, at the end of the day, they don't really care. <clears throat> they don't... Yes, they care for two seconds. They just don't... They, like, they don't care. We talk about Ronaldo Messi, whatever. I've never met any of these dudes in my life. They don't change my life in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. I understand. Like, I'm going to watch. I watch Real Madrid great. When the game is over, I turn the TV off and I just go back to living my life. You know what yeah. I mean? Until the next time they're on TV again. Right. right. So it's weird to me for someone to to expect someone to shape their life when based on what people who only watch them for 90 minutes at a time think. Right. What? Exactly. That's backwards. It's backwards. Oh, you, work, you watch me on Saturday evening, so I'm supposed to act a certain way for you the yeah. rest of the week. What the fuck? <laughs> that's make, Yeah. But I think that there are some people out here who really think that that's how it should be. I feel like there are some people out here who feel like, yeah, Balotelli or... Yeah, like they owe them something. Yeah, like they're... Oh, yo, that's not right because I said so. So this is how you ought to be acting, young boy. Because they think like, okay, I pay for... <laughs> You know my cable, or I pay to go to the to watch matches, so the players have to act a certain way. Like I mean, I'm guilty of it too as a fan. Like I expect players to do certain things, but mm-hmm. generally I limit it to like what they do on the field. Off the right. field, I don't care, bro. Like Jack Wilshere smoking a smoke cigarette, that's his problem. Like about telling lighting fireworks in his house, that's his problem. Yeah, like you exactly. know, what I mean? like it's just like yo, like they're still. We forget these dudes are like in their mid twenties. Guys, still young. <laughs> like, how much stupid shit have we done that no one cared about? Nobody, because we're nobody, right? No one's like. Oh shit, McGill's in the club. Da, da, da. Yeah. Oh, Jordan's out here. Because if you're famous, like you got to act an angel. a certain way. I don't way. be like, in clubs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're that's true. That's true. <laughs> you, don't, you don't be in clubs. <laughs> 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 but like that's the thing is like we forget that there's still people, and most of them are like they're young. Yes. Like and they're gonna make like they're young. Like still growing, still learning. Like, bro, even if you're 27. Yeah. Now, if you're 50 something, you're acting kind of crazy. Like, all right, bro, like, you should probably, yeah, like, figure should. this out. But, like, most of these dudes are young. Like, what do you young, expect them to do? And then all they've done is play soccer. You know, let's keep the soccer analogy going. Like, day in, day out, they play soccer. They're around their plays all the time. Like, their social circle is very limited. And very different. You know what I mean? Different. <clears throat> very different. And limited, like, but different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're not like us to, like, okay, like, most of my f- soccer player friends that I know, the f- most of their close friends are soccer players. Oh, exactly. Oh, you know what I mean? All my close friends are soccer players. So how can someone that doesn't live the life you guys that go the training routine X, Y, and exactly. Z? How can they understand what your lifestyle is like? They can't. And you know what I mean? Think it, I think it comes down. It's a we're using the soccer analogy. It's a huge thing that applies in so, so many. many social aspects. But we'll stick with soccer because I'm cool with that. It is crazy how people just are kind of fooled by this idea that they can relate right and they can't relate they really can't relate but they swear they can relate and i it's just i marvel at the fact that these people like they think they understand and not only do they not understand but a lot of them will never be able to understand right because they just would never have those experiences right they i mean 
No, we'll save that one for a It's, it's like day, being an entrepreneur, right? Even yeah. even that, like, sometimes when I'm talking to my friends and I'm they're like, oh, what's going on? That kind of thing. Everyone wants to, like, know what's going on with LBF, whatever. And I just know, like, there's certain things I can't say to them because if I say it to them, like, whatever they say back to me, I'm like, oh, you don't get it. Like, you just don't understand this position that I'm in because you haven't been in this position before. Because right. it's just like... And I mean, that's... You know what I mean? It's just a hard thing to even express to someone. That's why I was... There's certain like people I'll meet once because they're entrepreneurs. Like we'll just end up like talking for hours. Like we've known each other for a long time because yeah. why we have similar experiences, yeah. right? It's just like whenever I talk to like you guys or like a mobile, like all my friends who play in MLS. And I'm, when I'm hearing all the bullshit, I'm like, damn, bro. Like all I can say is that sucks because like I don't know what it's like. Like yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Like I can't relate to that. I'm just like, damn, bro. Psh, yeah, I hear you, bro. Like man, just keep your head up. Just saying bullshit, fucking platitudes because I know I can't. Offer Can't any concrete it, right. advice that's gonna make the situation better. I got you. In the same way, they're like, I'm telling someone, like, yo, bro, I need to raise a million dollars for this to take his things to the next level. Like, oh yeah, man, you can do it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 like, if I could do it, I would have done it already. You know what I mean? It's just like, but people care, right? right? But like, they just yeah. don't under, they just they don't can't understand. Relate. They can't grasp it. And that's the problem is they think they're like because. They've seen so many celebrities or so many famous people. Like, well, why can't you be like this person or can't you be like that person? Like, be more like X and be more like Z. It's like they are a different person with yeah. a different yeah. like experiences. We know? we play in Casa on Saturday, and if our captain says a boon, come off the field. He says, "Fuck you, I'm staying up top." And then <laughs> you guys are like, you got to listen to the coach, the assistant coach, and say if you're not you're not you know sit in the stands for the game. Like, what what can you do about that? Exactly. There's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> Uh, and, and we're like, <laughs> like you, you, you say that to us, and we're like, wow, that fucking sucks. Like we try to understand that, and we're like, someone tells me to come off in my pickup game, I'm not coming off the Man, field. Man, you yeah. get so frustrating. Yeah, I appreciate that though, that you try to understand it, but you also live in the reality that you can't relate to it. Because I just don't have those experiences, right? You but know what, I mean? what what I was pointing out a little bit earlier is like, there's people out there who just fail to understand the primary layer that it's you can't get past it right. is that you cannot relate even right. if you try there's people who try and genuinely care and for that i appreciate them right but they realize that they just they will not be able to reach that point of connection in the yeah. same way in the to that depth but and there's people out there who don't even take that and accept it yeah. and acknowledge it and, and i think ultimately like we've got to figure out a way as a society as people who are consumers of entertainment music and sports right to not feel like money is some kind of like sort of like silver bullet like okay well you got a lot of money now so like all your problems to solve you should be happy because well like you know you make x millions of dollars a year so you shouldn't have any problems it's like bro like there's people out there that are making a ton of money and like shit like life still hits them like still you, you know what like life happens to everybody bro yeah. like Steve Jobs, you know, what's it? Steve Jobs had billions of dollars, whatever, and like, you know, health still caught up to him. Like, it's, it happens to everybody the same way. Still so it's just weird to me that people go like, "Well, you should, you shouldn't be complaining about this, this, and that because you're a millionaire." It's like, I could probably buy more shit, but that's about it. Like, that's exactly where it stops. You know what I mean? Or they have problems like everyone now comes up to them because everyone knows you have money, right? And that's a whole different set of problems that you don't have to worry about because you're broke. Mm -hmm. No, because exactly. you're broke. <laughs> no one's asking you for money because oh, uh, yeah, no, he ain't got it. You know, but like. So I see you like, oh man, well I saw you on TV. I saw you playing for X and X, X Y and Z. You're supposed to be rich. So, nah, what's up? I, I hate that like excuse of like, oh, 
you can't complain about this because somebody has it worse. Like, I think that's so bogus. Like, yeah, I think like you can't trivialize suffering. No, nah, exactly. And I think things can always be better. And like, they can always be worse. Like, and they can always, always be worse. Exactly. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I think I think that I hear what you're saying. Miguel. I hear what you mean. But I think that at the same time, people should also understand and do their best to be grateful for the fact that it could always be worse. For sure. In everything. Not for just sure. you have a million dollars, you're a soccer player. Well, I don't care if you have. Look, I'm, I live in, I, I'm living in Florida. I got hit up with Hurricane Irma. Bad. You know, house losing power for multiple weeks, not having water, not being able to leave your home because the roadways are flooded. You know, yo, Florida is a hot place. Like, nobody's under those situations waking up saying, today's going to be a great day. Right. Right. But it's a humbling thing when you consider the fact that at least you have this. It could be worse in this way, you know. Right. At the same time, I I don't like it when people are always when you're somebody who wants to be to get better for yourself, and people are trying to kind of like downplay your situation and say stuff like, "Well, you complain too much. You have all this stuff." You know, if someone's always telling no, you that, yeah, I understand. It's gonna be annoying. I'm just <laughs> saying. At the same time, I would hope that people would understand. Look. I'm not saying you have a lot. I'm not saying you have little, but this is what you have. Right. And be grateful because you could have less. Get to where you want to get to. Reach the pinnacles you want to reach. Keep striving for more. For sure. But be grateful. But being grateful is important. I agree with that 100%. 100%. But it doesn't make Shout your situation suck less. Not at all. You know what I mean? No, like, it doesn't. It's like, exactly. oh, well, <clears throat> stop complaining. Like, there's a kid in Africa who's like, well, great. He's starving. I'm starving too. But like, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't make my right. stomach full by thinking about this fucking kid exactly. in Africa that hasn't I, had a meal in two years. Never, never, never said stop complaining. I'm not saying like it's just weird. It's just like such a bizarre train of thoughts because it I'm like, is. well, like, great. I understand. That. Like, trust me, I get it. Like, Agreed. someone else has it worse, but like, exactly. my stomach's still wrong. Like, the power's still out. Everyone Agreed. has different. Yeah. Everyone Agreed. has different struggles. Like, I complain about the food, the cafeteria food, all the time. Like, yeah, I understand. Like, I should be grateful for the food that I have, but like. If it could be better, then let it be better. Like, right. yeah, bro, I, I still have health that I need to like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no, Mickey, you're I absolutely I right. I agree completely, 100. percent I do. I was just putting it out there. No, no, I, no I, for I sure. And I'm always like, and that's why, like, I think giving back and stuff like that. I think Whoa, that's always important. Sure. Right. So. And it, the <clears> thing is, if you left what you said kind of open ended, I know as I'm, I'm a good friend of yours. I know you are destined for some type of awesomeness, uh, and I think on multiple levels. You know what I'm saying? If you and the higher the higher you go, the more people are gonna try and find things to tear you down and, and, and kind of like put you in some type of bad negative spotlight. That's just how it is. Oh, right? for sure. So that's why I was trying to just put that out there because I I know you don't feel like not being grateful is the way forward, and that's the right thing to do. I know you understand like it's important to consider who has less. So I was just kind of putting that in there because I don't want people to look at what you're saying and say oh he's an ungrateful fellow or he doesn't he just he's self-centered he doesn't care about this and that type of thing because i know you you know what i'm saying that's how i put it out there so i'm not trying to say oh miguel isn't looking at it like he's not considering the fact that he no that's not what i'm saying i get completely what you mean but knowing you i think it's important to put that out there so on that note i think we should end the podcast let's do it always be grateful wrap it up always be grateful follow your own path right be yourself (laughs) be yourself stay in school 
Fuck school. Definitely just like, you know. To define your just, own success. Yeah, define yourself. your own success for yourself. Just keep going. Whatever it is you're passionate about, whatever it is you love doing. Like, it's cliche as fuck. I know everyone says it on Instagram, fucking motivational quotes, but like, just persevere, man. Like, you, yeah. know I mean? you don't need motivation. You need discipline. You need perseverance to get you through the tough times because that's what really determines who's going to make it. It's who can get through exactly. the most tough times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't look and at other people's it. life to try and define right. you. And just like, Buy more LBF shit. That's, that's all I got I mean, when it comes Hit the website up. We got some pants coming. We got a new collection out. dropping. Like, yeah. spend that money so we can keep doing more Shout shit out. Like socks coming soon. We got, so- <laughs> but we got hey, socks we coming soon. Way. Listen, I'm walking around Center City in, in slides because I need people to see these socks. Man, I'm okay. pulling up my pants, pants so people listen, can pants, see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to be in here in the winter in shorts because they got to see these socks. I almost wear pants today. This LBF box logo is going worldwide. People need to see this shit. Well, you got mugs coming out. You got Listen, we have a lot of stuff. We have a backpack coming out, bro. Is that right? We have a backpack coming. We have the t- the toiletry bag coming out. Yeah, listen, yeah, the Louis wash bag, <laughs> bro. Listen, we have so much shit coming out. It's just gonna be like too much, man. Hey, y'all about to be flooded. We in got flooded with the streets about to be flooded in LBF. Listen, we got neck warmers coming out. Like just. I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of this brand. Just Yo, go 20, buy the 2018 shit. is about to be a year still. Yeah, 2018 is about to be a year. No, it's it's just dope because like I remember like when I was in my apartment like. With boxes stacked to the ceiling, and my landlord was gonna evict me because I wasn't paying rent because I was spending that money buying T-shirts. And Look I at me now. Not even that, but just like I was like, yo, like I want this shit to get to a place where like we're doing pants, we're doing backpacks, we're doing all this kind of stuff. So to see it to start happening definitely feels like we're going in the right direction, and that's just really what it's about. Look, you know I'm gonna say, oh, yeah. this. we know everything is top secret first and foremost. But so don't ask. They they're not ready. They're not ready <laughs> for what for ready. what I see for what's going on. Look, genuinely straight up, they're not ready, man. It's about to be. Yeah, man. It's about to be lit out there. LBF is forever, people. Subscribe. uh, Follow us at LB Football. Follow Matt. Yep. At Follow Matt. Matt for not. Look out for that blue check mark on Twitter. There we go. Yes, sir. (laughs) Instagram. Miggy, what's your your social? My social, Miggy Ray. Miggy.Ray for Insta. And then Jordan, you? Uh, Jordan Blair. At Jordan Blair. Jordan with a U. J-O-U-R-D-A-N. Cool. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the night. And we, I think we're going to go to Drake night, right? Man said Drake night. Drake. He's Drizzy it. Drake in He's his house. Feeling it. Man's never been to Marquee on a shutdown yet. Come uh, for Trust us. me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> daddy. Peace.